I'm rolling. You ready? Ooh, am I ever. Are you, are you ready for love? Real love's worth waiting for. Yes. Real love's worth waiting for, people. That's what we learned in this episode. <laughs> it's my fa- That's my new favorite song. I'm going to scour the depths of the internet to find it and download it. I liked it. I, we, when they were doing that little scene, I was like, this is like the best song that they've had on the show so far. By yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, hey everybody, I'm Latara. Hey, hey, my name is Laura. And this is Passions, Passions Podcast. Podcast. This is the show where we watch the soap opera Passions and then... Little by little, we go through each episode and give you our thoughts about it. You didn't ask for them, but there. We're, we're going to do know, it anyway. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. I think the commentary is top notch. As do and I. As, as do our 20 listeners. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little biased. <laughs> our 20 listeners. <laughs> Listen. Listen. This was episode... So we, this we're doing episode 18 and 19. Yeah, yep. today's episode will be episode 18 and 19. The first half will be 18, the second half will be 19. Yeah. Uh, episode 18 was great. But before we get into that, we want to talk about one of our beautiful listeners. Our beautiful listeners. Okay, so we're still in quarantine here in Brooklyn. We're in, we're in New York City. So we're still in quarantine. And I, I, we were both pretty down in the dumps the last couple of days. Pretty sure I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I was sure I like had a full blown <laughs> meltdown. I was doing that thing where I would just lay on top of my bed and stare at the wall and like lose hours. <laughs> like hours of time. I'm not, I'm, this is not an exaggeration. I would lay on my bed and just look at nothing. Yeah. I could, like, nothing was bringing me joy. Yeah. Food no longer brought me any joy. Yeah. Watching nothing. television became a chore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everything was, was, was hard. And out of nowhere, our listener, her, her handle on Instagram, I asked her if we could share it, and she said it was okay. Her name is Heather Danielle Lee. Heather Danielle Lee, which makes her, like, my family. Oh, cause, yeah. Because I'm Latara Lee. Yeah, they don't know that. We've never given we them have our the, last names. We have the same last initials, too, because my middle name's Deshaun. So oh, wow. She's H.D. Lee, and I'm L.D. Lee. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, she sent us, like, the nicest message, and it really, like, just brought my spirits all the way back up. She was so sweet. She's like, I'm rewatching this for the third time. You sound just like me when I watched it. Keep up the awesome work. You have my support. It was, she was, like, so nice. I can't even, I can't even. I can't even. I can't I even. even. I still can't even. I can't even. She was so nice. She's written a few times, and she's just, like, so supportive and so, so sweet. So thank you, Heather. Thank, thank you, you, Heather. Thank you, cousin. <laughs> she also asked us um, which characters are our favorite characters in the show. Okay. Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. My favorite character is, for sure, I have, like, two, but I think everybody's favorite character is Tabitha. Okay. But I think... Outside of everybody's favorite character, I love Ivy Crane. Oh, I believe okay. deeply in Ivy Crane. She's so beautiful. She knows what she's about. She she has her gun. She's ready to kill that man. <laughs> I love Ivy. No, you know what really solidified it for me was when she let Pilar like dress her up, and she's like playing into this whole thing of yeah, I'm just gonna go talk to him and throw myself at his feet and. Then she, Pilar leaves and she's like, oh, let me go get my gun. Because I, because fuck that man. I'm going to kill him. I love Ivy. I think she, I think she, outside of Tabitha, is my favorite character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, okay, so this is my first time 
watching this show ever. I've never seen an episode of this before in my life until we embarked on this journey. So this is my first time through, so I'm, I am probably one of the millions of people where my favorite character, I'm going to put them together, Tabitha and Timmy. Mm. I love these two. I love these, like, bad guys that aren't really that bad. I love Timmy as a sidekick. His one-liners crack me all the yeah. way up. I love Timmy. He's so cute. He's amazing. I love him. They're yeah. so great. So I think... I know it's probably kind of lame because I'm sure no, most people think... love them, but I love Tabitha. Well, see, and that's Timmy. what I said. Like outside of Tabitha, I, the, I, because Tabitha's obviously just the best. She's she, fantastic. She, she's what makes this wor- show really worth watching in these first few seasons, mm-hmm. like to me anyway. Because the supernatural stuff, like it's phenomenal. It's so silly and yeah. it's so funny and it's so great. I'm no expert on soap operas. I've seen a little bit of Days. You know, I watched those teenage shows like The O.C. and stuff like that. It's not the same thing exactly as a soap opera. But what sets passions apart from all those other shows is this paranormal stuff. Yeah. You know, that's what makes it different. And that's what makes it so interesting and exciting to me. Especially in the vein of, like, daytime soaps, you know. Right. Yeah. So it it is. It's it's great. It's wonderful. Because all soap operas, all daytime soaps are completely ridiculous and have outlandish storylines. But this one just takes it a step further. They're, like, reinventing the soap opera. It's crazy. I love it. So... Outside of Tabitha, do you have a like a fat a favorite other than Tabitha? Because that's how I. Let's or do you see. hate all of these people? No, I don't think I hate and well, no, I do hate Kay and Jessica. I can't stand these two. Mm. Um, who do I? Who's my favorite character outside of them? I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Maybe Luis. Mm. I feel or Sam. I'm gonna say, I said Ivy. Is my favorite based on where we are now. Yeah. But, like, more characters come in and... Yeah, more characters are going to come in. And more characters. Some of the characters get developed. Like, I know later on I, like, love Whitney. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're 18 episodes in, so, like, lots of multiple thousands of episodes. So many things are going to change and we're going to learn more. But I don't know. I, I can appreciate... I can appreciate how well the men are written, and mm. I guess it's just because they're supportive of the women in the show that I really yeah. like them. But they're it's just, men who have been written by women. Right. You know what I mean? It's just nice to see for once where they're like, I love my wife. I support my wife. I think she's smart. I think she's great. You know? Yeah. Like, I support my family. I love my mom. I'm there for my brother and my sister. Like, I really, I kind of, I, it's nice for a change. Yeah. It is you nice. Know? It is nice. Well... So thank you, Heather, for your question. Yes, thank and you, for Heather. Your ni- sweet, sweet messages. We really appreciate yeah. them. And if anybody else wants to make our day, please, by all means, we aren't doing anything. Please <laughs> talk to us. Yeah, we're, I mean, I'm getting a little tired of talking to Laura. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my feelings are so hurt. No, I could never get tired of talking oh, to you. Oh gosh. No, but really, do write in and let us know. You know, Latara, this is your second-ish time watching Passions. Right. The first time I watched it, all I watched it basically all the way through until it moved. Remember when it moved to DirecTV, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to keep up, but I couldn't. But I basically watched it from beginning to, to a little bit past that point, which was the last season, the oh, okay. first time through when it was airing. But that was years ago. So you, you ha- know? yeah, but you have seen most of it. I've seen I'm most sure of it. I'm sure you didn't retain a lot of it. I didn't retain yeah. most of it. Like, there was shit that we've been seeing that, like, I don't remember that. How old were you when you watched it? 
Well, it came out in 1999, the first season 1999, okay. so I would have been 10, yeah. 11. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's so interesting. And then it ran while through while I was in college. Right. Because it ended in 2008, and I was in my sophomore year of college. Okay. See, I'm 32 now, and this is my first time ever watching it. So it's just so interesting, like, at, like, what different ages people get hooked. Because I've had a couple friends text me who are listening who are like, oh, yeah, I remember this show was on when I came home after school. And I'm, like, remembering things from listening to the podcast. Yeah. It's just so interesting that we've got people, like, from all walks of life and at all different ages who love this show. Like, it's just cool that it speaks to everybody, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, write us write us, and let us know when did you first discover passions? How old were you when you when watched did, it? When did you develop your passion for passions? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, let's get into episode, episode 18. 18. Opens with Tabitha on... Tabitha. <laughs> Opens with Tabitha on not her bicycle, but what I realized is actually a tricycle. <laughs> and let's not forget that Timmy is, is on a full-on chair that has been strapped to the front of this it, tricycle. You know what it, lo- you know what it, it looks like? It has legs. The chair has legs. It looks like the chair that I'm sitting on right oh, now. Yes, but it looks like one of those like antique chairs that, like doll chairs, mm-hmm. but for a big doll. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it does. Wooden that you might get at an antique shop. It, yeah, or that <laughs> but like children's furniture where it's yeah. the same. It's the same thing as like for an adult, just, you know, for a t- one third of the child. size. Yeah. yeah, and it's just... I don't know how magically She's just strapped got it on to bungeed this. to this fucking <laughs> what? tricycle. Why is he sitting on a chair on a bike? Especially since the back of the tricycle has like a big box on it. He could sit back there. He could also just sit in front of Tabitha. He also could just be in the box because he's a doll. Right. Or not be there with her. <laughs> or, I don't no. even know what they're doing. You can't separate T- Timmy and Tabitha. Well, and they are one entity. What's funny is, where were they going? Because they didn't go anywhere. Well, they got on the trike. Then she was like, I just realized what we can do. And then they went back to the house. Yeah, so they got on the tricycle, I assume, to go to the carnival. Because they knew that Faith and Charity, Charity were, were there. there. But then she was like, halfway she had this little epiphany. She's like, oh shit, we don't need to do that. We can turn around and go home. Yeah. But she's, when she did that, she like stopped. She stopped short. And, and Timmy flies <laughs> off of his went, chair. He went fall. Timmy has flown through the air so many times in this show. Why isn't he strapped in? Because he's on a chair. <laughs> chair why did she bungee him into the chair? Chair sort of seatbelts. She bungeed the chair to the bike. <laughs> oh, so ridiculous. Anyway. So they turn around. They go home. Timmy, of course, gets... The first thing he does is he makes a, another fucking he's, beverage. I love Timmy. He's making his Mark Timmy. Love it. And I was telling Lawrence, like, we should... We should... First of all, I wonder if there's a place on the internet where we can find, like, a the Mark Timmy recipe. Oh. And make martimis? First of all, if there's not, then dear listeners. Yeah. F- send in your recipes. Send in your recipes for your favorite martimi. For and we'll, martimi. And we'll try a couple different recipes. We've got a whole bar here. <laughs> but we, we have a well-stocked bar here, so we'll try a different, uh, couple different recipes and... And, and pick a winner. Pick a winner, and winner, winner, we might record winner. an episode and be a little bit buzzed. Well, you know what I was thinking was that we should make up an actual passions drinking game and do a special episode of us just drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it could be one of the bonus episodes. Yeah. That'd be fun. The passions drinking game. Anyway, let's keep talking. We have, we yeah, we can cut all of that out and then just, like, announce anything, it. Or anyway. not. Whatever. Hilarious. Anyway, so we're going to stay with Tabitha and Timmy. Yeah, let's yeah. get through them yeah. real quick. So they get back to the house. Timmy makes his little Martimmy. 
And then Tabitha is uh, rifling through her closet trying to find whatever item she's going to use to take care of Faith and Charity. Because remember, she's got to destroy them before they destroy her. Yeah, she, and she made clear to Timmy. She was like, do you want to die, Timmy? Because that's what's going to happen if they don't <laughs> die. We're going to die. You and I both are going to die. Not just die. We will be destroyed. Destroyed. Just, we will be unmade. I, I'm just trying to figure that part out. Yeah, right? So Tabitha's going through the closet, and this, like, doll arm falls out. And yeah. Jimmy picks it up. He's like, what did your other what your other dummy do? Yeah, she's like, is there something you want to tell me, Tabitha? <laughs> Got some aggression, Tabitha? Right. It does make you wonder, though. Like, does she just, like, bring, bring dolls, dolls to, to life? life? I don't know. That, like, whenever she gets tired of a sidekick, she just dismembers them. She just gets rid mm-hmm. of them. She's a she's a doll serial killer. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. So. That's, like, the creep. That's creepy. Yeah. That's even creepier than just a horrible regular serial killer, which is also just yeah. awful. So Oof. she's rummaging through this closet, throwing things out, and she's like, don't touch anything in this closet. Never touch anything in this closet to him. So I think there's something about that closet. Yeah. I don't know what yet. But there's something about that closet. Mm. And he says, well, what are you looking for? And she says, I'm looking for something that's going to save our asses, basically. (laughs) He's like, as long as it isn't Fluffy the cat. Yeah. He goes on and on on about how much he hates Fluffy. (laughs) Yeah, they have a whole thing about Fluffy, which we haven't seen Fluffy yet. We've never seen Fluffy. I got a feeling that Fluffy ain't no regular cat. Yeah. (laughs) I was wondering if Fluffy was the beast that she conjured that went and scratched up Charity and Faith's home. I don't think it was the beast that she conjured because they had already talked about Fluffy Mm -hmm. before she did that. They had had a conversation oh, about Fluffy. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. But she's go- she's rummaging through this closet, and then we cut to we don't see what she pulls out of the closet. She just goes, "Oh, there it is!" She finds whatever she's looking to looking for, and then we cut to her at her kitchen table <laughs> in front of a bowl. She's like, "Isn't this great? We can save our lives from home, yeah. from the comfort of our own yeah. home, <laughs> in front of a." big bowl like a mixing bowl like a like a regular mixing bowl Mm -hmm. timmy's like is that what you were looking for she's like oh but this is no regular bowl it's a special receptacle and it's filled with rainwater that i collected at midnight on the last leap year yeah that's some special water (laughs) it's a special bowl isn't this year leap year i'm gonna collect some water rainwater at midnight on the leap year this year Oh, shit, did I miss it? It's past February. Oh, it was last it was, February because we had 29 it was, days. We had 29 days. I missed my yeah. chance for magic. I think I was in Boston then. I was in Chattanooga. Oh, I was yeah, in Chattanooga. I forgot that we traveled at the same yeah. time. Yeah. That does They don't care. Yeah. Well, I guess <laughs> it would have had to rain for me to collect rainwater anyway. Yeah. And I don't think it did. And then you would have had to fly it back to Brooklyn, and they don't allow I that. To check it. I just You're going to check your special rainwater in its bowl? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Put it in a very an airtight receptacle. Oh, so it's magic. So Tabitha cast an amazing spell. I don't know. I, all I got of it was, "Oh, spirits of the night, your servant Tabitha needs help." And I got the next part. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, master of pain and blood curdling cries, find me the girl with the big blue eyes. <laughs> Best. She has the best curses. Also, sorry if you can hear the yard work happening. I don't know how, how it's so is that? loud. We're on the seventh floor and there's no yard. And the windows are closed. Sounds Hopefully, like it's going away. Did it stop? 
Whatever. Oh, well. Sorry. It is what it is now. Do what we can. Tabitha casts another amazing spell. And essentially, she's turned this bowl of, of magic rainwater into a crystal ball. Because she uses it to see Charity, who is asleep. Well, you know, her other ball was, like, destroyed. Oh, it was kind of possessed, Remember wasn't it? Yeah. When Charity and what's her name came into the tent and mm-hmm. it, like, flew up in the air and had all, all that green sh- smoke yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. then, and then it fell, I'm sure, shattered. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. It is a crystal ball. Yeah. Yeah. So she needed something new to be able to see into the, the yeah. lives of the townspeople. Well... So now let let's move over to Charity and Faith. Sure. Where, because Tabitha just saw Charity asleep. She, right. And she says, "This is perfect. She's sleeping." I don't know what Tabitha's wow. gonna do. What she's up to? Was that good? It was. It was like a sexy witch voice. It's perfect. Mm, that wasn't quite it. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. She's sleeping. Yeah, it was kind of like a like a like a evil, sexy, low voice. Mm. Usually witches, they make him sound kind of gnarly, you know? It's perfect. She's sleeping. She's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yours is like... Anyway, yeah. So, we start off with Charity and Faith at the carnival. Charity... Remember, Miguel has just won the Mr. Harmony Hunk? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Mr. Harmony Hunk Contest. And he gives Charity a little winky wink, and she they make gives eyes at each other. She gives him a little wavy wave. They make eyes. They're so in love. And then Faith comes in to get her daughter Charity, and Charity's like, "Look, Miguel, blah blah blah." And her, Faith is just like, "That's nice. Let's go." <laughs> she doesn't give a shit. She couldn't care less. That's nice. Let's go. We gotta go. We gotta go, girl. And Charity's like, "Wait, wait, what? We have to leave?" She's like, "Yeah, we gotta go." before the but they we're gonna miss the last bus we gotta get out of this town before dark <laughs> yeah there are evil things afoot we gotta go turns out faith and charity have missed the last bus out of harmony and back to their hometown that i've forgotten the name of oh concord shit. or something i forget too who cares I don't it's no that. harmony it's no it did harmony. start with a c though Claire- claytonville or something Claremont. like that <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. I don't know. It's just it's as it's as plausible as Claytonville. Claremont sounds like a very town name. A very town name, doesn't a, it? A very town name. Who cares? It doesn't matter. But they have missed their last bus. But the nice man that they're speaking to, I don't know what his job is. I would call him like the bus station attendant. Like maybe he's like the ticket. Seller, the depot man. Yeah, the depot man. <laughs> he tells them they've missed the last bus, but the, he says, "Um, you can stay at you know the inn. There's a nice inn down, not far from here. And if you get hungry, you can have uh, something to eat at the Lobster Shack, yeah. which that's important because the Lobster Shack has come up multiple times in this episode. Yeah, very." Very important that Charity and Faith can walk to the Lobster Shack for dinner. Probably around 8 o'clock. Probably around 8 o'clock. That's right. So these girls are... These girls. This girl and her mother. They're at the carnival, and Charity's really... No. No, they're not at the carnival. Well, Faith, they are at the carnival. They go back to the carnival after the bus? Yes, they go back to the carnival, because nothing makes sense in this show. They go back to the carnival and have the conversation where Faith is like... It kind of explains a little bit more to Charity about, how, oh, about her powers. Oh, they did that at the carnival? Yes, girl. I mean, I knew they did it at the carnival. I just d- didn't realize they did it 
before they went to the there bus. were tents in, in the in the background. Yeah, no, I know they had that conversation at the carnival. I just didn't realize they did it after they yeah, had missed their. It bus. didn't make any sense. I notate. I noted it because I was like, "This is stupid." Huh. Okay, yeah. so they go back to the they carnival. They go back to the carnival. Charity's like, you know, there's no evil in harmony. Look how beautiful this place is. You don't have to worry about anything. And Faith is like, you know, evil can be disguised as a trick to deceive us. And you must always be on your guard. And Charity finally was like, you know, you need to tell me what the fuck is going on. Like, why are you so worried about us constantly? Why are you so worried about evil all the time? What's what's the truth about me, basically? And her mom says, well, Charity, you have a special gift. You're a channel for goodness. And that means that you are the enemy of evil forces. Right. Char- she tells Charity basically she has special powers. Right. And Charity is not really buying it. Yeah. And Charity is just <laughs> concerned about Faith, honestly. she And truly, she's not as concerned as she should be. Yeah. She's not as concerned as she should be about yeah. Faith. If my mom <laughs> was always moving us from place to place, mm-hmm. running from evil, mm-hmm. and that's all she could tell me. We have, there's just evil. We got to get away from the evil. Religious and, icons everywhere in the and house. And then she escalated to telling me she's protecting me from evil because I have special powers that I right. don't know about. I, I'd be very, I would be very worried and concerned for her. Yeah. And Charity is con- concerned, but she's like, <laughs> this is my favorite part, actually, of this conversation, where Charity says to her, she says, you know, Mom, let's just spend the night here. This We'll have a good time here tonight. And then maybe tomorrow you could talk to someone. <laughs> and we could find someone for you to talk to, like maybe a priest or a pastor, and I, Laura and I both were like, or a therapist. Yeah, you need to see a psychiatrist. You need some assistance, some professional medical help. Because this sounds like paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah, so Charity and Faith kind of bounced back around. So they were at the bus station, then they were back at the carnival, and now they've gone to the Harmony Inn. And Charity is as bubbly as ever and tells her mom, yeah, we'll get you some help tomorrow. Let's just, well, let's just take a nap. Yeah, Let's just take a nap. Why don't you just take a nap? And that's when Tabitha looks into her bowl and sees. Yeah, it's Charity also a nap. when Charity has her little fantasy with the best song oh. I've ever heard in my life. We started well, not off the best singing song it. Now I can't well, remember what, how, it how did it go. It was great. I loved. It. I truly did like it. It sounded like very like early nineties. Damn, how did it go? No, I remember how it went. It goes, real love's worth waiting for. So don't regret the time. Real love's worth waiting for. Oh, so good. I love that. I'm going to look for that and find that song so I can memorize all of it. We should do an extra, like a special bonus episode and sing some of the songs that we should we? Yeah. <laughs> sing some, like a karaoke episode. <laughs> we find these terrible songs and sing them. I'll figure some of the chords out on the piano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should do that. That would be easy, actually. Anyway, Charity and Charity and Faith are at their Harmony Inn, and Tabitha's got eyes on them. And that's all there is. Yeah, that's with all there is in this yeah. episode. At I this think point. the important thing is that Faith has finally told her daughter that she has special powers. They haven't developed yet, but that they're on their way. Right? So yeah. So let's talk more about the Lobster Shack and what's going. What plans there are for the Lobster Shack tonight? Yeah. Well, this the Lobster Shack's gonna be hopping. It's gonna be hopping when we finally get there. It's gonna be crazy. So Reese, our little nerd friend Reese, is walking around. He's first of all, he's walking around the carnival. 
reading a book. Ugh, like a he's thick not book. He's not seated reading a book. He's walking around like Belle in the opening of Beauty and the Beast, yeah. just walking through town reading her reading her book. <laughs> yeah. A hardcover book. <laughs> I loved it. And he runs into Jessica and she's like, now don't forget Reese. I've made a reservation at the Lobster Shack at 8 p.m. tonight. It's for you and Kay. She doesn't know, but it's for you and Kay. So you got to be there at the Lobster Shack at 8 p.m. To but which he Reese. responds. To Reese. which he says. Reese says, but I'm allergic to lobster. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Of course Reese is aller- allergic to shellfish. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he has a shellfish allergy. And Jessica couldn't, couldn't care less. She's like, I don't give a shit. You'll be there at 8. Well, basically she was like. <laughs> Just don't order lobster. She literally was like, well. Don't you care? I thought you were serious about my sister. Mm. It's like, oh, no, I am. I just, she doesn't care. She just, she's just trying to get back at her sister. But a shellfish allergy is very serious. Yeah, it's a very serious condition and should not be taken lightly. She's like, just take your EpiPen. You'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) These two girls, Kay and Jessica suck. (laughs) I don't like them. Yeah. So so he's going to be at the Lobster Shack at 8 p.m. Who else is going to be at the Lobster Shack? Well... Don't forget that Miguel just won the hot hunk contest. And so his prize, which he finds out from Kay, is that he has won a special date at the Lobster Shack at 8 p.m. with a mystery date. So he, of course, assumes that it's going to be charity. Well, what happens is she says, oh, your prize is this thing, this date at 8 at the Lobster Shack. He says... Oh, I don't really feel like it. I'll let somebody else. Somebody else can go. And she goes, "No, you really, really want to gonna. You really gonna want to go to this. I think you really should go because you don't want to miss your mystery date." And right. So then Miguel's like, "Okay, you didn't. (laughs) Okay, you dog. You found her. Is it who I think it is? Blah blah blah." And she's like, "Yeah." And he hugs her. And then Kay thinks. Honestly thinks that Miguel <laughs> was talking about her. Honestly thinks. Honestly thinks. She turns to Simone and says, well, did you see that? Look how excited he is to go on a date with me. Bitch, you didn't tell him you were go- he was going on a date with you. You yeah. told him he was going on a date with a mystery guest that he would be, he would regret not going to directly after he told you he w- was like basically in love with this other girl who he couldn't find. Right. He obviously thinks he's going on a date with Charity. The assumptions that but, these kids make. The wild assumptions. That was such a leap. It, oh, well, yeah. That was such a it's, leap. It's absurd, really. Um, so they've got that date set up. So they've the, got that going, the lobster yeah. check. So we've got... So basically, they're setting us up for like this trio of things happening at the lobster shack. Right. Reese so, is going to get there looking for Kay. Kay is going to get there looking for Miguel. Miguel's going to get there looking for Charity. Charity's going to get there looking for lobster. <laughs> looking for lobster she's with her trying, mom. She's trying to get a lobster roll. Yeah. Who isn't? Oh, man, I saw pictures the Me other day. Too. My friends, it was their anniversary, and so they got, um, they like ordered in. I don't know if it was Luke's lobster or where it was, but it looked like those lobster rolls that we got. And uh, it looked so delicious and i've been thinking about lobster, lobster rolls, rolls for like too. days now i saw pictures of lobster rolls because you know i literally just follow the hashtag lobster rolls on instagram <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> hashtag lobster rolls <laughs> i'm gonna hashtag that for this episode on instagram when i start posting things 
And so one really good one came up yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, that looks so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so laughing. I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. I don't know why it's so funny mm-hmm. to me. Just to follow a specific food item. No, I follow like hashtag lobster rolls, <laughs> hashtag cake. <laughs> I feel like cake is more general because like there are so many cake competitions and cake yeah. decorating things and like w- like wedding cake like that makes more sense to me. <laughs> hashtag lobster. Hashtag, Don't judge like, me, Laura. It's like hashtag mango. Like I like mangoes that's too. Just funny to me. Those. There's nothing wrong. I like both of these things too. That's just funny. Well, I do. Oh. I follow the hashtag lobster rolls, oh. and you can really find some really great looking lobster rolls. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna hashtag. you're not gonna hashtag a shitty looking lobster roll exactly right exactly oh god we're i'm sorry that was just so funny to me okay all right faith and charity there's lobster shack lobster we were talking shack. about the lobster shack and right. all the things that are gonna happen at the lobster shack we didn't see anything right. I, honestly i can't wait to see this lobster I know, shack. shenanigans what i really want to know is is Teresa gonna go to the lobster shack and burn it down is she going to, like, <laughs> dump a bunch of, like, garlic butter over Ethan's head somehow, right? right? Oh, somehow Teresa has to get to the lobster shack it's, and... It's going to happen. Fuck shit up. Of course. So, since we're talking about Teresa... Yes. Her friend Whitney, her, her B- BFF, Whitney has got Teresa's back. I'm a big fan of Whitney. Like Me I told too. you at the beginning, I... Right now, Ivy's my favorite character based on what she has done, but I... Whitney, I remember watching this... The first time through, and I just loved Whitney. Yeah, I I really like her so far. I mean, it's like I said, it's early in, and she's not super developed other other than just being Teresa's friend right now. Yeah, but I like her. I like the actress. I think those girls also, are gorgeous. These, yo, I today we were watching the show, and I like had to pause it and just look at them. How dare they <laughs> have such beautiful faces, such beautiful hair? Like their bodies are like banging m- models. They're stunning they're two of the most beautiful people i've ever seen it's crazy whitney and Teresa are gorgeous 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 the people on this show generally are yeah. gorgeous. because ivy i think ivy's also she, just like drop all of them gorgeous. are sheridan's be- they're all beautiful everyone's beautiful but anyway so uh, we like whitney she <laughs> and Teresa are back at the lopez fitzgerald home and Teresa tells whitney that her mom may have found her a job at the crane mansion well whitney was there for that Oh, was she? Yeah, she was standing in there watching the whole thing, wasn't she? Yeah, because she brought her home, and then Pilar came in. Yeah, because because then Whitney recounts that whole story to Miguel later on. Gotcha, yeah. It's confusing because they they show you it one time, and then they continue talking about it, and so I forget who Mm. was talking about it with who, where, and all. Eh. Yeah. It's just... Okay, whatever. So, um, basically, Whitney echoes Pilar's sentiments, and she's like, you know, Teresa, that's not a good idea. You shouldn't do that. You have no business being anywhere near Ethan Crane. He thinks you're a stalker. Like, you you physically actually have assaulted him and injured him now because of this liniment oil. Well, both... All of it has been assault, though. Like, everything comes in contact with him. Yeah. The fish heads and guts was mm. the worst. Mm. Like, and that's also just like a biohazard. He could get really sick. Well, they shouldn't have them suspended from the ceiling. In, in, in the, I mean, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, that was stupid. That but, was, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, she she has assaulted him on multiple occasions yes, she at has. this point. She has, and she's still saying, "Well, if I could just speak to him, <laughs> right?" Could... She still thinks she can reason her way out of this by explaining that she lo- that she loves him, and if only he would give her a chance, he would love her too. I mean, the moments that this girl has, the lovable lunatic. lunatic. Whitney seems to think she has reasoned with Teresa. Yeah. Later on, she talks to Miguel and says, like, I'm pretty sure I talked her out of it, blah, blah, blah. She knows she that's no place for her. But the conversation they had in no way points to Teresa has come to her senses. Not at Because all. she basically is just like, this would be the perfect job for me, and I'm just going to go and talk to Ivy Crane. And then she, like, in her head, like, enacts meeting Ivy and shaking her hand and... It's it's kind of akin to the thing of like looking in the mirror to psych yourself up and give practice giving the speech kind of thing. Yeah, she big... says she says it's finally here, the first day of the rest of my life. Oh, and then she and she runs off to put her hair in a ponytail. Oh yeah, that like Princess Jasmine kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. I didn't like it. Didn't look good. I mean, she's beautiful. She can wear it, but I didn't care for it. Yeah, her. Personally. She's pretty with her hair down. But yeah. so she goes to the Crane Mansion. <sighs> but guess who else is at the Crane Mansion? Ethan and Gwen. Of course, because they live there. Because they live there, and Ethan has been assaulted yet again. So he, they get, Ethan and Gwen get back, and they tell Ivy what has been going on, and Ivy is pissed. Yeah, she's like, this girl is a, has been attacking you. I'm going to have her locked up. I'm going to find out who she is, and we're going to take care of this. She's very upset. Yeah. Which, rightfully so, because yeah. the, the way the story, we know what is going on, right? Mm-hmm. But... Think about someone telling you the story of, I met this person. The first thing, first time I met her, she dumped blue paint on me. And she said it was an accident. And maybe it was an accident. But then the second time I saw her, she dumped milkshakes all over me and called me Ethan, even though I had never, we had never met. Right. Then that same day, she threw barbecue sauce all over me. Then the next day, she dumped fish guts and heads same all day. over me. Later that oh, night. Sorry, later that <laughs> night dumped fish guts all over me. How is this girl everywhere that I am going? How does she know my name? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. From no, his perspective, she and, is a legitimate And then the next stalker. day, she happened to be in the locker room with me where I was half naked, and she's rubbing on this oil on me, and it turns out to be basically fire in a bottle. She legitimately she sounds, sounds crazy. Like she needs to be put away. Yeah, she sounds like she belongs yeah. in an asylum. Yeah, it's not great. And Ivy and Ivy says that much. She's like, I'm going to make it my business to have this girl put away the minute she is found. I'm not doing this. She picks up the phone and she's going to call the police and report it. And Ethan shuts that down. He's like, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't want the police to get involved. I don't want to set off a media circus. The grandfather of the family, Alistair, and his dad, Julian, will get really upset if it's out in the news and all this other stuff. So they just don't want to get the police involved until they find out who the girl is. So they can kind of deal with it swiftly and be done with it. Right. So while they're having this conversation in the house, Teresa is on their fucking doorstep. (laughs) And she... (laughs) While she's outside, she has a fantasy of Ethan... Of Ethan coming to the door. Like, she fantasy he would be the last person you want to come to the door, yeah. I would think. It's like you wanna you want Ivy to come to this door because she doesn't know who you are. Yeah, after everything that happens, if yeah. that man opened his front door and you're and, standing, and on, you're the, standing on the stoop, can you imagine? Can you How imagine? How terrified would you be 
if you had a run in like this with uh, the same man over the course of like two or three days, and he, then and then you open your door and he's standing there, how oh terrified would you be? Oh my god! I'd be. I would. Oh, I'm sick just thinking about it. It's 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 truly scary. That's terrifying, right? So she has a fantasy about Ethan coming to the door and that she's gonna basically explain to him. And but he says to her, "Oh." I knew the moment I looked into your beautiful eyes that you didn't mean to do any of that. And, and she, cause she says, I think I'm the girl for you and, and I love you. And I think if you gave me a chance, you would love me too. And mm-hmm. he says like, I already do. She's having a really far out fantasy. I mean, as a teenage girl, I used to have all kinds of not weird fantasies, but fantasies about, like, celebrities. Oh, of course. I had a crazy fantasy about Legolas, like, coming to my house. Yeah, you know Orlando I mean? Bloom, but only as Legolas. As creamy. Legolas, <laughs> yes. But, but it was never like this. No, this is, this is above and beyond. This, yeah. is, this is clinical, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to, you know, Tabitha, back when she was in the tent, dressed as the fortune teller, she told Teresa that she would marry a crane. But she didn't specify that it was Ethan. And so I wonder, is Teresa really going to marry Ethan Crane? Because we know he has three other siblings. Like, is one of them a, a dude? Is it, like, a brother? Is it a cousin? Like, all we He know, definitely has a brother. All we know is that Teresa's going to... I'm pretty sure talk about that. Oh, okay. All we know is that Teresa's going to end up with a, with a crane. But we don't know which one. Like, we are assuming, and she is assuming, that it's going to be Ethan. But we don't know that. We don't know that. I don't know. That's, we don't, I guess that's like a way future prediction yeah. or question more than anything else. I just don't know. Because I feel like they're going to pull the wool over my eyes. They're going to pull, they're going to, you know, bait and switch me somehow. Lord, there is so much Teresa stuff. I'm having a hard time controlling my face because oh. there's so much Teresa I know. stuff. I'm not looking at, I, it's like, it's so hard because I like, I don't want to like, I don't really want to know, but I want to be able right. to discuss it. Yeah. But I know that of, you can't really say much. There's so. a lot of Teresa stuff. And and, the, and those are the things, like, some of those things are things that I definitely remember, like, who she married yeah. and stuff like that. I definitely remember. Ooh. So I'm not going to tell okay, you. Okay, no, don't. I, I want to be surprised. Ah! Okay. Oh, boy. So, anyway, Teresa has this crazy fantasy. Ethan goes to answer the door, but Gwen ends up taking him upstairs to put, like, aloe vera on his back. Right. And Luckily. Ivy, yeah, thank goodness. Luckily, um, Ivy answers. Ivy answers the door and is delighted to meet Teresa. It's kind of a cold reception at first, but well, she didn't she, know who she was. Once she finds out, she yeah. says, "Can I help you? You know what? Yeah. What are you doing here?" Basically, she says, "Oh, I'm Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald," and she's, "Oh, you're Pilar's daughter." And so she she's like delighted to meet Teresa because mm-hmm. she loves Pilar, and she brings Teresa in and starts telling her. Oh, you know who else would be great? Would be so happy to meet Pilar's daughter, my son Ethan. Have you met him? And <laughs> and she starts talking about. Well, it's just, you, I'm sorry you just caught us at a bad time because mm-hmm. I just found out that someone has been attacking my son. Yeah, there's a what you say. There's a series of recent attacks on yeah. one of my children. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine what Ter- Teresa is just thinking? And she's like, the woman whose son she's attacked, is telling her there's been a series of recent attacks on one of my children. I mean, woof. Well, and Teresa, I was like, girl, get out of there. (laughs) Run. Get out of there. I don't know how, but get out of there. Like... Yeah. But not Teresa. No, no, no. Teresa wouldn't make the choices that I would make. That's why she's she's gonna get what she wants in the end. That's true. Yeah, Teresa. Because she has doesn't. No shame. She has no shame. She's shameless. She really is. She tries to fix it. She tells Ivy. Well, you know, maybe there's an explanation 
that we just haven't thought about. And <laughs> Ivy is like, no, these are escalating assaults. <laughs> and whoever's attacking my son is going to get what yeah. they deserve. She says, you're a sweet girl, and you, you, you're but a bit naive, basically, mm-hmm. to her. And, yeah, she has no clue that she's talking to her son's assailant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the end of what we see is Ivy knocking on her son Ethan's door and is like, oh, this is Ethan's room. You two should meet. And that we don't go any further than that. So, mm. uh, well, Teresa obviously is bugging out. She's and like, again, oh. why did she not get out of there? I know. Well, she's going to make up some kind of a, an excuse to get GTFO, you yeah. know? Well, that's that's everything here, I believe. Mm. For um, episode 18. That's basically everything. That's all I wrote about. Um, and I we've wrote, gone like 45 minutes. Okay, so I'm just going to get through Kay a little quickly here. So Kay and Simone do go back to the Bennett house to pick out like an outfit for her date, and Jessica overhears them talking through the door. And Kay's saying that she needs to dress very sexy, but she has to act all shy and demure. Remember oh she's God. going through she like, was wearing like the, a... the steps of how she's going to get Miguel to be hers. Well, basically, she's like, this is how I'm going to sleep with him. And Simone, always level-headed, is like, you know, that's not going to guarantee a relationship. You know what I mean? And also, the outfit. And also, Miguel would never sleep with you. And, yeah, right. It's just terrible. And then she chooses a different dress, and it's, like, flesh-toned. It's, like, the same color as her skin. It looks terrible. And Simone's like, you look fine. <laughs> She's over it. Yeah, Kay's flipping out about this date. Yeah. Jessica comes in because she knows that she has set up quite the snare for Kay yeah. at this point. And Jessica's, like, kind of... Flipping out, too, like, psychologically. She's like, I know that you're not telling me you like it, but I know you're only telling me you like it so that I change because it does look good, but I know that it doesn't look good. And and Jessica's like, I don't care what you wear. And Kay's like, oh, yes, you do. And I know you're just saying that. And it's like, no, enjoy your date. Psychological warfare from these two insane sisters. Yeah. So I guess that's basically it. She does call Miguel to make to confirm that he's going to be at the Lobster Shack. Yeah, and he tells, what's her name? Okay, uh, Whitney. He tells Whitney that she set up this date. Oh right, oh right. And Whitney is like, well, you've got to be careful. That girl's a schemer. She calls her a schemer. Yeah, <laughs> he tells Whitney that he had, she, that Kay had set up this date for him with mm-hmm. the girl and blah blah blah. It's not that important. We'll see in the next episode. Yeah, it's not that important. But I just you know, I'm all right, sure I cover the bases. Well. We're going to take a short break. See you on the other side. (laughs) I I know. I thought I was going to stop there, but I didn't. I'm going to do it again. We're going to take a short break. See you on the other side. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. <laughs> we need to stop. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, cute. All right. We're so, back with episode 19. 19 of Passions. This was a good app. Yes, this was a very good episode. It opened in Paris. Yeah, we haven't been in Paris in a while. Yeah. Or maybe so we, it's just that I haven't watched the show in a while. I don't know. Yeah. No, we haven't been in Paris in a, in a little while. In like two episodes. Not really. Yeah. Because there was nothing, there haven't hasn't been anything happening in Paris since Jean-Luc and Mimi died. They blew all the way up. Yeah, since they went kablooey. Kablooey. Kaboom. Yeah. yeah, even Paris today was brief, but um, it's important because Sheridan is at the airport. 
She is going to come back to Harmony. Finally, we're getting we're getting ready to yeah. reunite everybody in Harmony. And Roger, remember the the bad French guy who's like in charge of whatever or drug lord or whatever mob mafia whatever um, who has Jean Luc and Mimi killed is uh, scouting out the airport. Well, he has his goon at the airport scouting yeah. out. He's trying to find Sheridan because Roger wants her dead. Yep, because she's seen his face. That's right. Yep, and she can link him to the murder of Jean Luc, the murder of Mimi. And the Drugs, identity of Roger, or at least would be able to pick him out, and that would lead them down this rabbit hole into his drug kingdom. Yeah, so, whatever. This yeah. is a dumb storyline. I don't care for this at all. Yeah. I don't. Because you know what? There's so much going on outside of this. Mm-hmm. And the Jean-Luc and Mimi stuff was was like interesting, and he was cheating on her, and this and that. Mm-hmm. The, and I know that this is an extra layer of that story, I just don't care about this layer. It's like the la- the the very first layer of the onion you throw away. Yeah, <laughs> I don't we've care we've about it. gotten now to the outside of the onion. It's time to throw it away. Yeah, what I really care about is the Concord. I don't care about it enough to look it up. But I, this thought, is I like, looked it up. This is like the fifth time that the Concord has been mentioned. Tell fin- me about it. I finally looked it up. It was di- the reason we don't know anything about it is because it was discontinued in like two thousand three. Or 2002 or 2003. So oh. I have no reason to have ever even... Yeah. Heard. So the Concorde was a really, really, really fast airplane okay. that you could... That had, like, transatlantic flights <laughs> <laughs> that were very fast. And they had, like... You could go from Paris to New York or from, like, Paris to London and, like, from big hubs. Oh, it only okay. flew from big hub to big hub. Okay. But... It, the fleet was actually really old in the, in the 2000s mm-hmm. because the fleet had been around since the 70s. So they had been using, like, the same airplanes, but they never, like, updated the airplanes or Ooh. something. And following 9-11, mm-hmm. they decided to discontinue service on the Concorde because people less people were taking the Concorde, and mm-hmm. it was really expensive, I guess, to take. Mm-hmm. And less people were flying. Flight was down right. after 9-11. So... Less people were flying, period. And then on top of that, far less people were taking the Concorde. Mm. So so the Concorde, they're telling us this as a way to make it plausible for them to be getting to and fro as quickly as they are, but also to tell us just how much money these people have. Yeah. Because it's Sheridan traveling like first class on the Concorde and Gwen doing the same thing. And they're flitting back and forth from Paris to Harmony like it's nothing. And basically it traveled at... Double the speed of a regular airplane. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Thank you for that little history lesson. You're welcome. So now we know about the Concorde. <laughs> uh, Ethan, why am I talking about Ethan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, so Sheridan, Sheridan talks to an attendant. Yeah, Sheridan matter. talks to like a flight attendant, like a ticket attendant at the desk in the airport Mm -hmm. this didn't matter i probably i think i kind of dozed off during it she basically just tells him she picks the wrong men and there's only one person in her life that she cares about blah 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 sad shared yeah she (laughs) she was just sitting there like musing about how ethan is her true best friend how excited she is to return to harmony and then roger shows up to the airport yeah dun 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 yep they're looking for he said they don't know her name, but who could forget that face? Yes, she is so pretty. 
And she, that was Italian. <laughs> She's so pretty. <laughs> She's a beautiful, <laughs> che bella, che bella <laughs> donna. That's <laughs> a spicy meatball. <laughs> Rude. I'm just, I mean, you did the Italian thing, not me. Yeah, I said it in Italian. <laughs> Should I try it again in French? Nope. Nope. Okay. I liked it in Italian. Thank you. Do it in German now. <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> that's what it would be. Uh, it would be. She is so pre- so pretty. She, no, I can't no, do it. That's terrible. She's so, she's so very pretty. Well, that was worse. Atara. Wait, 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 Deine Eine. Deine Augen. Deine Augen. Deine Augen. Oh, God. We apologize to all of our international listeners. Yeah, so sorry. We apologize. To all of you. To domestic listeners. To all of you. We're international sorry. We're very sorry. We're bad at this. We're, anyway. Uh, no. Quality content. Yeah. Okay. So, that's it. That's it. That's it for Sheridan. Do she, you think she's going to get kidnapped? Yeah, so that's what I was like. They better not stretch this out by kidnapping her from the airport. Mm. Like, if Sheridan Crane gets kidnapped from the airport, I'm going to be very upset. Because you know it's going to last forever. Yeah. Her being kidnapped. A kidnap and, like, a ransom. <sighs> they got to do a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And if the she... only person who cares is Ethan. Ethan. <laughs> what if she, like, falls in love with her captor? What if she falls she, in love with Roger? She, she does. She chooses uh, the bad guy. What was that late? Patty Hearst. She does. Yeah. Pulls a Patty Hearst. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully, she, I think she'll make it out and just get to, to Harmony. I think so. Yeah. I, Surely they're not going to stretch this out any longer than they already have. Yeah. Let's hope not. I'm kind of over Paris. Yeah. Somehow, I hate Paris in the springtime. <laughs> springtime, springtime. Spring Make it minor. Spring I don't know why I say it's a low. For Hitler <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> do, 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 do. We did, we, I'm, I'm back on Germany. Back. <laughs> we, anyway. can't, we can't leave Germany even though we're in Paris. Anyway. All right. So L- that's let's it. Let's talk about. That's the end of the episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> let's talk about. Teresa, let's do that. Yeah, first. that's what I had. I do want to do Tabitha, but let's, well, let's, let's say let's that. Do yeah. Teresa. Okay. Teresa is in the Crane Mansion. She is in Ivy's room. Ivy has decided it's the perfect time to introduce Teresa to her to her son Ethan. And well, Teresa, first, first she let's let's do the build up to this. In this episode, in the last episode, she go she says, "Let me introduce you to Ethan," and then they go upstairs. Mm-hmm. Well, this episode, they go to Ethan's room. She knocks on the door. She goes in. She says, I want you to meet Teresa, mm-hmm. or, yeah, Pilar's daughter. And Ethan says, oh, I'd love to meet her. Just give us a few minutes. And right. then Ivy decides, okay, well, let me just give you a tour. And so then she takes Teresa on a little tour, takes oh. her into her bedroom. Mm-hmm. And Teresa's looking at all the things and is, oh, my God, you must be the queen of harmony. And you're so beautiful. And, and then Ivy says, well, let me show you my closets. And she's really, she really has some sweet feelings towards this girl Mm -hmm. like because um at one point teresa is looking at her perfumes and ivy says oh do you wear that fragrance she's like no i just when i get your second hand magazine sometimes the perfume samples are still in there and blah 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 so then 
um, Ivy's like, you know, let me show you my closets. Plural. Yeah, closets. closets. Plural. So they go to one closet and she says, this is where I keep most Oh, basically all of my gowns. And they go in and Teresa's like, oh my God. And then she sees one specific gown and is like, this oh is the God. gown that you wore to the the country club Christmas ball last year oh or something God. like that. It and was... I was like, yeah, how did you know that? And she was like, oh, she said, were you there? And she said, oh no, I saw it in the next day in the paper. I just had to clip that picture out of the paper because you looked so beautiful. And I especially loved the way your hair was twisted in the back and blah, blah, blah. And it was at this moment that Ivy decided to give Teresa the job. At this moment, she was like, you know what? I think you're perfect for this job. Because before this moment, she was just kind of feeling her out. She's going to introduce her to Ethan, see if he liked her, blah, blah, blah. But she likes Teresa so much. She loves how much Teresa loves her. I think I think that Ivy is misinterpreting Teresa's obsession as earnestness. Well, it is earnestness. It's just earnest obsession. Yeah. I it is It's but, but the point is it's it's scary. It's dangerous where Teresa is and well, Ivy we've seen and a lot Ivy of it. is right. Well, uh, yeah, we we know Many things that Ivy does not know. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's, oh, I have my head in my hand right now, like rubbing my temples because I'm so perplexed by this situation. It's very, I'm uncomfortable. It's getting It's very crazy. uncomfortable. It's getting Ugh. crazy. Yeah. Ivy tells Teresa that she would be a great applicant as long as she knows how to use a computer. And Teresa's like, yeah, I took a class on it at school. But I don't know if that's true or if she's just like. She probably did. I mean, yeah. it's 1999. She probably yeah. took a computer class. I don't know how well she did in the class. Trying to think, I think I started like typing, like computer typing classes in like fifth grade, sixth grade. Yeah, which we, would be we, right I mean, around two thousand. When yeah. I was in when I was in elementary school is when we started going to the computer lab. Yeah, you know, when I was mm-hmm. in like third grade, we would go to the computer lab, and so I knew about computers. And then I I took my first like this cl- class. This mm-hmm. is a class about learning about a computer in like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But I was using computers from third grade because we went, we would go to the computer lab. Yeah. So, okay. So she probably took a class. She knows how to use She's in high school. Yeah, she knows. Okay, good. Good for you, Teresa. So this is where Teresa grabs a photo of Ethan off of Ivy's dresser after she's left the room. (laughs) And she starts apologizing to the picture. This poor girl. She's, she's just off her rocker. But... So she's then, off her rocker. And then she has a moment. She has a, a rare moment of lucidity, right? She, she like, snaps out of it for just a moment. She has some clarity, and she's like, what the hell am I doing here? She says, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> she flips I out. can't be in here. No. I can't meet Ethan like this. No, she starts to panic. She starts to panic, which is the correct emotion. Yes. The correct... Because I was panicked for her. I was like, yeah, she's, I, for this for the last two episodes, I've just been like, get out of there, Teresa. <laughs> she's behaving... Get out of there. For the first time since we've seen her, she's behaving rationally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's panicking, and Ivy and Ethan and Gwen come back to Ivy's room, and Teresa's nowhere to be found. They're like, wait, where is yeah. she? Where'd she go? And they hear, they hear like a thump, and they say, oh, it sounds like it came from the closet. Lo and behold, there's Teresa in the closet. Only Ivy sees her. Right. But, well, no, they all three go into the closet. They but, all go but in, Teresa but has her facing back. away. Exactly. Teresa has her back to them. Mm-hmm. So they don't haven't seen her yet. Oh, God. I Teresa. don't know how she's going to get out of this one. I don't know. It, this is, I don't know how she's going to get I, out of this I, one. What I think is like Pilar 
hopefully is going to show up. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. Whitney and Miguel are back at the Lopez Fitzgerald house. And Miguel tells, just really quick, Miguel tells Whitney about how his heart does backflips when he sees Charity. And Whitney says, well, she hopes a guy will feel that way about me. And Miguel's like, well, you know, I really admire how much you care about tennis, how you know what you want to do. And then Pilar, but it kind of say weird. He says to her, like you, you put out vibes. Yeah, she says, I hope one day some guy feels that way about me. And he tells Whitney, she gives off a vibe that all she cares about is tennis. And that makes the guy think that they'll they'll be shut down if they try to talk to her, basically. Mm. So that that was a weird little conversation. But, and I don't know how important it is, but yeah. they seem to have a weird friendship to me. I don't know. I was never friends with my friend's brothers. Like, I kind of, well, I kind of was. I to the point was. that if your friend's not there, you're going to hang out with, like, you would go around the carnival with him and we're going to hang out and we're going to do this whole thing today to, together, even though I'm friends with your sister. Well, I think a lot of it is Whitney's trying to protect Teresa and so she needs to up, update okay. Miguel and that's what's going on. And then, oh, you're going back to the house, I'm going to, to pick up Teresa so it makes sense for us to be there. Because, like, I would interact with, especially if you're close in age, I would interact with, like, my friend's brothers in okay. high school. and Like, we were friendly and it wasn't... Okay. I mean, we, we wouldn't, like, hang out one-on-one, you know, but if I was at the house or we saw each other at school, we'd say, hey, you know. Yeah, it just seems like they're having, like, friendship kinds of conversations. Yeah, they're like... Friend, friends. Yeah. Eh, Which know. is fine. There's In harmony, weird everyone or gets wrong. along. There's nothing, huh. there's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it, but it just, I, it just strikes me as slightly odd. I don't yeah. know. If Teresa's not around, why are you hanging out with Miguel? Yeah. Well, but, Teresa was supposed to be getting ready to go out to see a movie, because Whitney's like, come on, Teresa, we gotta get ready to go, and the shower's going, and of course, out comes Pilar. It's not Teresa. Teresa's at the Crane Mansion. Whitney has lost her friend. Yeah, I was so confused. I was like, why does Whitney think Teresa's there? But then you explained to me yeah. why. Because I was like, Teresa's at the Crane Mansion. Right. Y'all are, y'all need to keep tabs on her. Better. <laughs> Better tabs. She needs a, she needs a chip. She needs a handler. She needs a, a, a microchip. A microchip. <laughs> she needs to be chipped. So you know where she is at all times. Oh, Teresa. So Pilar gets out of the shower and she's like, oh, well, maybe she's, maybe Teresa's asleep in her room. So Whitney goes to check on her there, of course. Which, why hadn't she checked her room first? Right? <laughs> of course she's not there. So then Whitney looks throughout the entire house. She's like, oh, shit. She's not here. <laughs> she goes to the kitchen. She's like, Pilar, <laughs> Teresa is not here. <laughs> she's nowhere in the house. Yeah. And Pilar's like, oh, my God. She went to the crane She's mansion. like, you wouldn't. She wouldn't. Oh, no. <laughs> she did. She, she did. <laughs> So maybe Pilar will show up somehow at the last minute and yeah, save maybe Teresa. all of that was happening like at the same time, kind of before, and oh, so Pilar yeah. gets there in time to kind of save Teresa. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Let's see you get out of this one, Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see you get out of this one. Oh, she's God. in quite the pickle. Yeah. I'm like sick for her. Sick. Yeah. Well, you saw me sitting here. My. Um, my, I'm rubbing my eyes, I'm rubbing my temples, my head is in my hands, like, I'm hunched over, like, I'm, I am physically uncomfortable with, with Teresa getting caught in this I'm closet. I'm so worried about her. Because I like Teresa. The lovable, lovable, And she didn't do any of that stuff Teresa. on per- She didn't do any of that stuff on no, purpose. No, she didn't. She didn't. But she's, she's a sweet girl. She's just out of her fucking mind. She's a mess, that one. All right. I think, let's talk about Jessica. Kay and Jessica. And Kay and Jessica. Kay and everything. So... 
At the very beginning of this episode, Jessica is on the phone with Reese, and she is on her landline, and he is on a payphone. And I'm pretty sure she called him. <laughs> like, we had to go back and rewatch it. I was like, did she call? I was like, he's on a payphone. Did she call him on a payphone? Like, does she just know the, one, you would have to know the payphone number. You can call payphones. Yeah. You would have to know the payphone number. Two, he would have to know that she's going to call him on the payphone. To be there. Yeah. Right. And three, he was like, oh, I'm excited for my date. I shaved for the first time, which means he went home, shaved his face. And came back, back to stand the by the payphone to wait for her call. Because <laughs> they show him and he's got all these little, you know, little dots of toilet paper st- sticking to, or oh. tissue paper sticking to his oh, face. Reese. And he still looks hot. I, he does. Reese is hot. Reese and is... these girls are really going to learn a lesson. Yeah, Reese is a good looking dude. He's just wearing those glasses and they're doing everything they can to pretend he's not attractive. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so Jessica is awful. Jessica's awful. She's like, oh, well, you know, you really need to take charge of your date with Kay. Don't worry. Sometimes she's really shy, so she might act surprised, or she might pretend she's not into it, but you really, you should put your arm around her. You should definitely kiss her. She's setting this guy up to be the fall guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he's done absolutely nothing wrong. He's just a pawn in her scheme, but, like, she's basically turning him into a predator. What's up with these teenage predators? These girls in particular, Kay and Jessica, It's they're awful. Mm. But anyway, Sam and Grace make a call to the house to check in on the girls, and Jessica's like, oh, yeah, everything's great. D- nothing to see here. Yeah. Long. These aren't the droids you're looking for. And Sam and Grace are immediately suspicious. They're like, what the fuck are these girls up to? Yeah, she. he said, He gets off the phone with uh, Jessica and says to Grace, yeah, I talked to the girls and everything's fine. Does that sound right to you? And she was like, no. They're at their, each other's throats when we are there. So I assume when we're not there, they're te- ripping each other limb from limb. And he's like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, no, we got to get back <laughs> to the house. And they like haul ass back to the house. <laughs> oh, and it's a good thing that they do because they catch Kay on her way out. And remember in the last episode, she and Simone were like trying on different outfits, trying to get Kay ready for her date. And Kay's like, this is it. This is the perfect outfit. And this girl walks out. In a bra. In a bra. And a slip. Yep. A powder pink push-up bra and a slip. That's correct. The, the Not actual, just a push-up bra. The it's name of the bra. He'll never know bra. A he'll never know bra because it's supposed to make her boobs look like real boobs. At first, I was like, what? Besides the fact that she's just wearing a bra and a slip, I was like, why was Simone so kind of shocked by it? But yeah. then I realized, oh, it's because she doesn't actually have any boobs and she has this thing like the he'll never know bra. Uh, I know. I was worried. I was like, this can't be. Her outfit. Her outfit. She can't be going out in a, 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 a skirt bra, and a bra and a, like this. A, and a slip. And a slip. I didn't know it was a slip until later, but I, I was, uh, what, what is happening? But she's wearing this bra and the idea is, because remember she was, ma- she was doing that I must, I must, I must increase yeah. my bust thing. So she's worried about the size of her boobs. Poor thing. Just, and, just an aside really quickly. Do you wear slips? Do you have a slip? I have a slip. I haven't worn one in years. I have one sheer dress that had like a slip that came with it. Mm. Um, And so I have that because it's really paired together. And occasionally I have worn it underneath other sheer things that are just a little bit too light. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have a slip. I I was just thinking about it because I hadn't thought about my slip in years. Mm. But I remember my mom used to make me wear a slip like everything. My mom used to make me wear a slip. The one I have now is is like a, like almost like a tank top little 
dress thing. Yeah. It's, it's not like those little skirt slips. My mom yeah. used to make me wear those under every Everything. outfit, along with tights. Yeah. And she always... My mom always wanted us to ha- like be darker than we are because I'm very translucently pale, and so she would always get like the tan legs. Oh yeah, slip. It's like which for a re- for, like a regular person is probably like almost the correct shade, but for me it's like three shades too, too dark. dark. <laughs> so that it's like my legs were like this crazy tan, like golden tan color, <laughs> and then the rest of me is just like red. Like I'm so pale that I'm pink. <laughs> My mom used to always buy us black tights. Like, black, oh, yeah, yeah, we always wore black tights. Or white tights for, yeah. like, church and stuff. Yeah. And, and like, ruffled socks. Oh, we had I loved ruffled my socks. ruffled socks. Oh, and my I patent leather it. shoes. I hated it. My mom would dress us up like little baby dolls. So, I just oh. want to say, I, I think the way your mom used to dress you is the exact way I want it to be dressed. I think so. Because, and my mom would dress us very, actually, looking back on it, we weren't, like, we didn't look like cupcakes, you know? You know how little girls used to look like puffs? Yeah. Look like like pieces of icing, like yes. thick. That's what I looked like. <laughs> that's what my mother dressed me That's in. what I wanted to look like, but oh. my mom had us very, like, cute. Chic. But, yeah, cute <laughs> and a little ruffle, but not too much. And No, my my mother's style is the but definition of too much. But that's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted Martha Ann. Look, to dress I, lo- me. I love Martha. Martha Ann is my mom, and I love her to death. But those outfits were insane. <laughs> insane. We'd be at church. So we would be at church, and everybody else would be in like jean shorts <laughs> and maybe a polo shirt. And I would walk in looking like a Victorian <laughs> child on picture day, like on picture day. <laughs> Victorian school picture day. <laughs> when they would have, like, the photographer over to the house. Yeah. They'd have to, like, set up for hours. One, You'd have to sit still for ten minutes while they took one picture. The flash goes off. <laughs> smoke everywhere. I That's what I looked like. <laughs> that's what I was dressed in all the time. I hated it. Yeah. I Sorry, hated it. I have I have put taken us off track. No, it's I had a fine. Slips. Okay, so, so Kay's in that so Kay's slip in, in, in that outfit. you'll never know bra. This outfit. And the he'll never know bra. And she's like, we, I got to get dressed and get out of this house before my parents get home. But her parents get home just as she's getting ready to leave. And so they see her. Luckily, this girl has put on a dress. So she's yeah, wearing... I was very concerned that she was yeah. trying to leave her home. That's what I thought. In too. her underwear. <laughs> yeah. I was I was on the same page. I was very concerned. But she put on a dress. It was a cute dress. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of off the really sh- like kind of off the shoulder. Mm-hmm. It had a nice shape. Yeah, like knee length. Yeah. It was pretty. She looked really pretty. She had a little matching purse. Her hair and makeup were d- a disaster. Yeah. A full-blown disaster. We got to make sure we take a, get a picture for the Instagram oh, yeah, for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, her hair and makeup was so bad. Trey Millennium is what Trey, she said. Trey Millennium. I have another story. I'm okay. sorry I keep having so many asides. Okay. So one of my best friends, her opa, is her grandpa is always calling millennials millenniums oh always and so we have taken to whenever we do something like eat avocado toast or whatever or really anything we will always like text each other on our group text my my friends and i and we'll always be like oh so such a millennium move like we'll just always say oh yeah very millennium of us so the fact that she was like trey millennium it felt like it was for me. It was for you. It felt like it was for me. It was for you. But at the time, it was like 1999 going into yeah, 2000. So. She was trying to do a millennium look, and she looked a mess. Well, yeah. no, she looked terrible. Yeah. Her hair was like crimped. It was. Like, <laughs> you remember crimping? It was like curled, but the curl had been pieced out into little noodles. You know what I mean? But it, but they weren't like 
ringlets. They were really loose. Yeah, they were like loose spirals. Yeah, it was yeah. it was like a curl crimp. It was bad. Her hair looked so bad. And her makeup was so dark. It was very severe. Yeah. That eyeliner, like, really, she ringed, like, the waterline all the way oh. around, and then that was kind of, like, it. But I guess that's what she thought was, like, adult. She's trying to look sexy was the whole point. Poor Kay. Poor Kay. No, not poor Kay. <laughs> she not needs poor some self-esteem. This girl's a mess. But anyway, so Sam and Grace catch her on the way out, and Sam is flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is just like, he, he just keeps doing that gesture where he, like, he, like, Points at his wife and then points at his daughter and it's just like his eyes are screaming. Please say something because I don't know what to say. Yeah, he's trying to say something to Kay. He's like, "Well, but you, but what about your hair?" And then, she, and then he's like, "Grace, he's flirting. Grace, can you, Grace, Grace?" Oh, it was funny. That was funny. Yeah, it was because a good they moment. didn't know. They didn't know that she had a date. Jessica yeah. mentioned something to them on the phone, and they were like, "Yeah, we didn't know about a date." And if this is like your daughter is in high school and she's going out on her first date, you want to know where she's going, who she's going with. You need to make sure that she's safe. You yeah. Need to establish Especially like curfew. in the evil town of Harmony. Especially in the evil town of Harmony. Anything can happen out here. The craziest shit is happening in Harmony because... Wait, well, we got to talk about the bra thing. Because the, oh, right. the whole thing about um, Kay, the, part of the reason that they were so upset with how Kay looked was that they could see her boobs, right? And they're oh. like, what is this going on? Up top, because you don't look like this. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, I'm a woman now, and I've been growing up in just in front of your eyes, and this is what I look like now." And Grace is like, "No, it is not. I buy all your clothes." Yeah, <laughs> and so they make her go upstairs and change, and she's scheming to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens with Kay. She has gone upstairs. They, he told her to change, but she went upstairs and. And it sounded like she thought she couldn't leave. I think they just wanted her to change clothes. Oh, I don't know. Sam said, as long as you live in our house, you're going to operate under our rules. Mm. You know, that's like he put his foot down and it's like, this is what it is. So I don't know. Yeah, she is kind of acting like she's not going on the stage. She's going to yeah. go. She has they to just, get to the lobster she, shack. Yeah, we have to. We just have to see her with Reese. Yeah. That has to happen. Yeah. Well, we have to see her see Miguel see Charity. We have to see right. the whole thing. Do you think Reese is going to show up and be like all kinds of handsome or do you think he's going to look like No, I think he's going to look the way he looks. look a mess. Okay. I think he's still going to look a mess. You can he, oh. he doesn't look a mess, but I think he is. As he looks as messy as the makeup department could make a handsome man look. Yeah, cuz he's good looking. He's not yeah, he's not an, an unattractive guy. He, that man's good looking. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just looking at him and like those teeth. I always that face shape, the bone structure. My first that's like my go-to is like people's teeth. I'm like, look at her teeth. <laughs> It's <laughs> the mark teeth. of a really good-looking person. Those teeth. <laughs> those teeth. Can't take my eyes off them. So that happened. Now we're moving to the crazy shit in Harmony, which is Tabitha. Which is witches. Witches. And Tabitha is one of them. Yeah. So tell them about it. So I take back everything that I said in the first half of this episode about... How, well, Tabitha is still kind of my favorite. Tabitha and Timony. 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 <laughs> I have a friend named Timony. Timony Cricket. I have a friend named Timony. Um... Yeah, so I take back everything I said about Tabitha and Timmy not being evil. Because I'm wrong. Yeah, you've been saying like, oh, they're not really villains. They're not really villains. They're not really doing anything bad. These villains who aren't really villains. Mm, Mm, No, mm, they're villains. mm, I'm wrong. mm. Tell them about it. What happened? What did Tabitha do? Okay. So Charity was having her little snooze. She was like on a chair taking a little nap. And Tabitha, remember, had that special bowl with the rainwater. And she had a spell and leap year and all this other stuff. And Tabitha 
talks into the bowl. She's like, Charity, time to wake up. And then Charity wakes up. Get up, Charity. And then Tabitha's like, Charity, stand up. And Charity stands up. She's under her spell. Charity, walk into the bathroom. Charity walks into the bathroom. So Charity is being controlled by Tabitha. Whatever she says is exactly what she will do. Yeah. Can I say this one part where she says, (laughs) so Tabitha's controlling Charity and she says, yes, great, it's working. She'll do whatever I say for her to do. And Tammy says, well, what do you want her to do? And Tabitha goes, die. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually really scary. Tabitha scared me a little bit on this. So she's controlling Charity. She has to go to the bathroom and fill up the sink with water. And then she's like, look deep into the water and know that as you look deeper and deeper, it's going to reflect the image of the person that you most want to see. <laughs> and so, of course, Charity sees Miguel oh. in the water. She's like looking at his stupid face in the water and she's all smiley and all excited. Seems like she would see a pic- like. She would want to see somebody like her father because we're like, who is her father? Is he? And I bet doesn't... she doesn't know who her father is. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if I didn't know who my dad is, that's who I would most want to see. Yeah. It's like in uh, Harry Potter, The Mirror of Arised. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. When he finds that mirror, it, it reflects the thing that you most want, yeah, actually, desire yeah, to I see. I do remember it's, that. Desire is backward, Arised. Yeah. Anyway, so Charity is looking into the, into the water. She sees Miguel. And, and she's then, smiling. She's smiling. She's happy. Timmy says, wait, Tabitha, why is she smiling if she's looking at you? And she says, she's not looking at me. She's looking at whoever she wants to see. Right. And then this bitch reaches through the bowl and grabs Charity's head and pulls her into the sink water. Yeah. It was scary. It was scary. She whooshes through and it turns green. The water turns green and her hands are green when they come out. It was scary. Yeah. And she grabs her head and Charity starts fighting like... Yeah, she's, she's like pulling away. being half drowned. She like manages to pull her head around and scream, "Mom, mom!" But her mom is asleep. Faith is asleep, and I don't know if she hears her. It's yeah, scary. and we, I, well, I thought of originally that Tabitha was just trying to drown her That's in the what pool I thought of too. water. But then later on, Tabitha says, "Timmy, come over here and hold on to me and help me pull this girl into this house." Right? Yeah, she's trying to pull her through the bowl into the house. I guess to kill her there. Here's my thing. If I'm Tabitha and I have full control, because honestly, I went really dark in the very, when she first started controlling her, remember? Yeah. I, I thought, if I'm Tabitha and I can control this girl, I can make her kill herself. Yeah. Right? Like, Charity, get up, go to the bathroom, run a warm bath and slit your wrist. Oh, God. Basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that is I dark. mean, if she wants to kill her. I think it's a little too dark for daytime TV. I guess. But, um, no, but your your point is correct, though. Yeah, if you can control them and make them do whatever you want, and your end goal is... Make walk off a cliff. Yeah, your end goal is for them to no longer exist, then you can make them kill themselves. So, I yeah, and then I thought, oh, she's trying to drown her, and then we discover she's trying to pull her through the, through the sink, through her bowl, and into Tabitha and Timmy's home. And so the question then becomes, why? What is it that she wants to do? Does she want Charity dead? I think that she did what if or does she just need her to defeat some greater well, power she, i don't she, know she specifically said earlier in the episode that she that they needed to die yeah that she had to kill them yeah and but maybe tabitha can find a way to use her power maybe tabitha is trying to get charity to the house so that she can lure faith to her home. Okay. Because she yeah. said that we have to we have to take care of Charity and Faith. Okay, yeah. She's, she did say that in the episode. Perhaps. 
I don't know. And then at some point, like, poor Timmy, he just keeps falling and being thrown <laughs> all over the place. He was trying to help Tabitha pull. So he was behind her pulling on her hips and then he fell. And then Fluffy we just starts growling at him. What is up with Fluffy? They Fluffy's keep, some kind of beast. They keep mentioning it. So at some point, like, we need to know what's going on. Yeah, it's some kind of beast. It's a, I think that it's a joke thing, but it's not really landing because we don't know yeah. yet that Fluffy isn't just a cat. Yeah. But th- that was the first time we heard Fluffy, too. Right. And it didn't sound like a regular cat. No, it so sounded you know like, a, it was like a beast. Yeah, it sounded like a manticore. I don't even know. <laughs> it sounded like a tiger. Yeah. yeah it sounded like a big animal. Yeah. So... So that, I think, is basically it, right? I think it's all the important things. Thanks again to Heather for writing into us. Yeah, that was cool. Um, It really did lift my spirits. I I rode that high for days. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) And if you're listening and you want to write into us, write into us. We'll talk about you on the air, too. Yeah, I really am curious to know what people's, we talked about this a little bit, like, but how our listeners discovered passions and what age they were watching it and Generally, what did they think? Uh, this is my first time through, so please don't spoil it. Like, I don't know anything about this show. But, like, I am curious to know how you came to find it and what that meant to you. And are you are you rewatching it with us? Or does this listening just bring up memories? Or do you watch it regularly you watch already? It? Like, yeah. are you just... Is it one of your shows? Like, I have shows that are in rotation for me, right? Like, I'm yeah. always watching, like, Frasier. I'm always watching, like, Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, shows that I can watch at any time. And I can watch any episode of, right? Like, I'll right. just turn it on and watch. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like maybe Passions could be, is probably like that for some people, too. Where yeah, they just, like, watch sense. certain parts of the show. Yeah, just watch, like, the highlights. Watch your favorite episodes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to know. So, if you yeah. want to tell us. So, follow us at Passions Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or email us, an old-fashioned email at yeah. passionspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And anything else? You can watch along on YouTube. There are lots of different channels. Make sure you subscribe for those people. It helps them out. Yeah. And uh, what also helps us out is if you subscribe to our podcast, if you share it with a friend, some someone that you know is going to have fun with it. Oh, I love to see when people have shared it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Like, you liked it so much that you shared it with someone yeah. else. That same listener, Heather, <laughs> she, like, made a little post on her Instagram and, like, shouted us out yeah. and, like, told me that her daughter is listening to it. And I was like, this is... I'm telling you, like, I'm riding high again just talking about it. Just talking about it. Made my fucking week. So thank you to Heather and all the rest of you as well. And uh, with that, you are my passion for life.